A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. What's up, signers? Yeah. Uh, we just wanted to say up top, thank you so much uh, for continuing to listen, continuing to review. A special thanks to Bustle for uh, shouting us out Ooh. in one of their articles, astrology related. Uh, also, a reminder that if you do leave us a review right now and you DM us, we will send you a sticker. Yes. Send yes. us your address. Our beautiful artwork done by Alexa Vicious. Shout out at Alexa Vicious Photo. Hire her for art, design, photography. But we have stickers, so leave us a kind review and screenshot it. Send us your address. We'll look into international shipping because there's some of you all yeah. across the world. I will try to get it to you. I, will I don't check. know how it I works, mean, it's, but it's, we'll work it's on lightweight. it. <laughs> I feel like we can send in a sure. letter. I've, it might take a while. And we'll write a letter. We'll write it like a little take, note. It doesn't take that long. I've sent stuff internationally. I was just thinking p- price yeah. for these guys, but we'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get it to Germany. Yeah, for sure. A girl asked in Germany. She's like, will you send it to me? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> we will. Of course, girl. Um, and how can we not mention the shrimp? Yeah, thank you yeah. guys so much. We've been truly <laughs> uh, shrimptastic. Yeah, it's it's uh, overwhelming how much that you guys have loved the shrimp. Listen, stuff. I don't know who I was before the shrimp, and <laughs> I really like who I am after the shrimp. It's all killer shrimp, man. Yeah. And shout out one of my favorite <laughs> restaurants in LA. Wait, shout what? out killer shrimp. Have you we're ever been to killer shrimp? I've been a shrimp lover. Oh, we're going to Killer Shrimp. No, we're Killer Shrimp girl. is different. Really? Oh my God, we're uh, okay. triple date. Yeah, we're going Killer triple shrimp. date to get Killer Shrimp for it's sure. A, consider it a cheat day. 
it's because a cheat we're day. going hard. What makes it cheat? I feel like shrimp are like diet. Are they smothered? It's no, it's the loaves and of loaves bread. of oh. bread that you eat okay. along with it's the shrimp. So good. It's Give. so simple, but shrimp is also high in cholesterol. Just so everyone's aware. But Give if you're on that keto, hey, but also if you're living that keto life, shrimp is. A-okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Uh, Shrimp Fest I forgot this was an intro. I was going to be like, let's keep going. <laughs> Shrimp Fest 2018 Shrimp. is truly overwhelming. Uh, keep sharing. Keep liking. Keep listening. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. We love you. And love you so much. And please enjoy this episode. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Welcome to What's Your Sign? I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm Lisa Chanu. And um, and we still don't know what to say after that. And we're still having fun. And it's still the one. Actually, no, I have something to say. I looked up how to sing our theme song in Spanish. You want to hear it? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yes. ¿Cuál es tu signo, baby? ¿Cuál es tu signo? ¿Cuál es tu signal <laughs> <laughs> for so all of good. our uh, so good <laughs> Hola. All, all of our listeners uh you know all of our latinx listeners uh what's up so Como esta? yeah i was just curious <laughs> i was curious how to say it in spanish so i looked it up that's fun i appreciate that you know, <laughs> no trans transcending language barriers and hey uh, um according to our charts We've officially another just nice little humble brag for us gals is we're officially on every continent. We've had oh, a listener. Wow, that's true. Just one in Nigeria, but you know, hey, well, hey, we love it. It's that guy with the emails. <laughs> <laughs> it's the prince. Yes, <laughs> finally, he's listening. He's listening for a sign. <laughs> 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 what is the rich uh, scammer email prince in Nigeria's sign? Uh, Capricorn. I was going to say Virgo, but I feel like they're kind Ooh. of buds. Scorpio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Speak, Maybe. Speaking of El Diablo. Um, so in all these, you know, astrology groups, as we talk about them on Facebook, I just saw that there's a lot of infighting on this one meme that I'm going to share with you guys today. And it's just it's just a text meme. And it's it goes like this. Party like a Sagittarius. Fight like an Aries. Be genius like an Aquarius. Love like a Cancer. Dream like a Pisces. Eat like a Taurus. Wear like clothing like a Leo. Walk like a Virgo. Flirt like a Libra. Hustle like a Capricorn. Laugh like a Gemini. And don't do anything like a Scorpio unless you want to ruin your life. (laughs) 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 And everyone is like, 
oh, please. Scorpio, we're some of the best people to have in your life. You should yeah. know. And it's like, okay. you know, come on. Well, There's a I meme about up, everybody. I looked up something. I don't know. I didn't. I kind of looked at it. <laughs> <But> <laughs> it said it's the least common. And I was like, really? oh, good. <laughs> What's the least common? Scorpio. Least common. But I know Sun so sign? many. Oh. That's but interesting. But I don't know. I mean, because I was, look, I was trying to look up. Didn't we decide or like read something about one being the most popular? Was it well, Virgo? I feel like there's birth. There's definitely birthday seasons. Of, yeah. But it wasn't. It was. That wasn't what I meant. I meant like yeah. popular, like high school. Oh, Libra. And oh, then, yeah, popular. Libra. Libra. And then so that's what came up. So I just saw it like vaguely. Oh, but I like Scorpio like most was like, liked. Yes. Well liked. Yes. yes. No. Well. No, but what came up was which one is the most common. Oh. Does that make sense? Because mm-hmm. I searched popular. Uh huh. And it was like these are the nine percent of people are this or whatever. Oh, like a pop, like population, right? Like yes. a sense, like right. the yeah. census. Yeah. Very confusing. Anyway, <laughs> hey, anyways, that's well. Look, I found out recently that there's you know Scorpios fairly dominant in my chart, so I I'm I feel for Scorpios, but also it's you know it's a dark it's dark. All right. There's no way. There's no way around it. All right. And, you know, you can embrace that and, you know, accept your own darkness, you know, for what it is. But, you know, it's it's some tricky stuff. So don't take it all so seriously, everybody. Come on. Why so yeah. serious? Yeah. Why so Scorpio? Well, you want to talk serious today? I went to the yoga class I go to every Monday and Wednesday. George Cosmitis's yoga class. Yoga works lustfully as if you're interested. 4.30, it's getting very <laughs> crowded um, to get there early. And now you're going to have people being like, hey, can you tell me a little bit more about my <laughs> yeah, rising exactly. sign? <laughs> Interrupting um, your yoga. He's extremely, he's a really good teacher, but it's like extremely popular now. And it's like, I used to always be the first one there. And it's gotten to a point where I get very irritated now going because this, the two people have taken my spot. Because they get there earlier than me, and that's the best spot in class. Whatever, it's fine. So I get there, and I, today, I'm, like, having a bad time on my way there. And usually, I have this thing that I do in my class where I'm, like, whenever I'm having a bad time, yellow is my favorite color. And whenever I'm having a bad time, when I get there, there's always, like, a yellow blanket available. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, that means I'm so, like, I was meant to come. And, like, oh, what a good class. Today... So it's there's eight colors and there are three stacks. So it's like mm-hmm. not that uncommon. It's not like a big sign for the universe for me to get a yellow <laughs> one. Mm-hmm. So today I was like having such a bad time on my way there. Stuff kept going wrong and I was like getting mad. And then I'm like, you know what? I bet there's going to be a yellow blanket for me. I can't wait. I walk in, two people in my spot. Fine. I don't care. I'm going to have a yellow blanket. I'm so excited. I put my stuff away, go inside in a yellow blanket. And I was so mad. Then he played weird stuff. He played weird music. He was playing like, um, what is that song? It's like Incubus or something. Drive? It's like, goodbye. I don't know. Nice to know yes. you. Goodbye. And it was so long at that. I was like, why is why are we listening to this? This is not yoga music. That's like the most intense then, Incubus song, too. Shavasana, yeah. Black Hole Sun. Yikes! Wow. It was a, a Scorpio spot. fucking yoga class. Yeah. Let me tell you, Dang. I wasn't thrilled. It was still a good class. But. I recently uh, did some Incubus listening, uh, and some of those lyrics are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. There's one where, uh, I mean, there's I don't you know, there's so many, but there's one where in that song, uh, 
what is it? I think it's Wish You Were Here. Or mm. No. I don't know, but I was just like so struck by how yeah, it, it is this one where he's just like describing what the like what the ocean looks like and it's just like it's not it's like kind of poetic, but it's also just like literally what he's seeing mm-hmm. and it's just I mean guess his sign. Aquarius. 100%. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. Oh! I, thought you, I, thought you, I thought you just knew. I was, I, yeah. Oh, no. Dude, it's Brandon Boyd, right? Brandon Boyd, That's yes. A, dude, for, for, no, the, for those oh, not familiar. Tell you, tell you one thing I know for sure. It's a, it's a, He's such an Aquarius. It's an Aquarius musician. Well, whatever that <laughs> goodbye, nice to know you song Good is song. like. It's so bad. I, I mean, I'm sorry. That's not, well, that's like. It's not the best. It's just not also like he's like, all right, flow on your own. I'll put some music on and you're like, (laughs) this is what we got to do. I'm going to basically just go go into straight child's pose. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Thanks so much for the attitude bump, you know, like, like. I remember, oh, I don't know. I remember like, nice to know black you, hole, class. sun <laughs> in Shavasana is not appropriate. No. No. Give me Enya. Give me pure moods. I remember watching Incubus music videos back in the day at my, like, little neighbor's house. And, uh, the, uh, like, used to hang out with these four, like, little Polish girls who lived next door. And their mom came home from, she was the town butcher. And oh. so she had big hands and was the butcher. <laughs> and she came home and she's like, what is this? And it was like the music video Drive, which is pretty like, it's just like a shirtless, gauged, eared man yeah. singing, you know, singing. ever so tenderly yeah. to the camera. <laughs> and she's like, what band is this? And I'm like, Incubus. And she's like, she like pulled open, uh, pulled open the dictionary and was like, an Incubus oh, is yeah. a soul sucking fucker or something. And yeah. was like, turn this on. Uh, in my house. Yeah. Incubus and I was like, damn. Not sucking. It's. It's like the fucker. fucking. Yeah, it's, it's the, the fuck, one that the goes inside right. you. Nice. Fuck you. It's incubating you, yeah. a demon. Dude, there's what? there's a line in the song Stellar where he's like, it's, I'm convinced that that song is just about uh, oh, a good a good pussy. Hell yeah. Because he's like trying to explain how it feels like to be inside you. <laughs> I forgot that Stellar was a photo bucket username for me, like an underscore underscore underscore. Oh, underscore you, so you're a big you're a big Boyd head. But, you know, I feel like back in the day, like, even if you liked one song of something, you're like, yeah, I'm a fan. Like, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, I'm into, like, I liked Crash by Dave Matthews Band, but I didn't like anything else. But, you know, one of my live dirtle interests was, in fact, DMB. DMB. Well, I, I liked one song. I also think that it was because we didn't have, like, Spotify. Right. So it was like, if you really liked a song, you bought a CD and you had the whole album mm-hmm. and you listened to it. So it's not like... I mean, yeah, it was like lime wiring shit, but it was, yes. that was, that still, it Huzzah. would take forever yeah. to get like one song. You couldn't do like a whole album, you know, you'd be okay. specific about it, but. You guys want to know what the most popular birthday is between the years 1973 and 1999? Yeah. Any guesses? It's going to be a Gemini. No. June no, something. It's got to be. I mean, I feel like so many Whatever right. days from Valentine's Oh. 10 months from Valentine's Day. Oh, November then. The most popular birthday to the day is September 16th. Wow. Which I could see. It's like, I feel like there's lots of summer babies, and I feel like these are like the ones that tail end. But what's funny is I'm looking up this like time article just because I was curious when we were talking about it earlier. And I feel like we always talk about, I wish there was more scientific studies about your signs relating to, you know, behavior. And uh, this video started popping up and playing, and it's like, Scientists have started studying um, the moods and behaviors of babies based on their the time of year they were born. Of course, they're not going to say yeah. ba- astrology. astrology but, but it says spring babies 
this is from some research institute of where the fuck ever, but it's like spring babies have general good optimism and more susceptible to clinical depression. Summer babies are generally happy, but have rapid cycling between high and low moods. Gemini, uh, cancer. <laughs> uh, I think that's appropriate. Um, there's like these babies crying in these this background video. <laughs> uh, fall babies have low levels of depression, but do have a tendency to irritability. Virgo's getting annoyed with you. Scorpio's getting annoyed with you. But they're like, they're almost like so annoyed that they're like, I'm not going to be like depressed about it. Winter babies have higher levels of schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, sad and depression. Well, 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 sorry, winter. It's weird. It's interesting that they have sad. What's sad? Seasonal seasonal depression. Well, I guess like maybe it's like one of the first things, depending on where you grew up, is like one of the first things you might see is like, the snow yeah, yeah, and yeah. like being cold it seems like you would be happy it's your birthday time <laughs> yeah <laughs> but then also like i mean you're a, a holiday baby uh, it's yeah. probably hard to i would have a i don't know how i would have handled that as a kid oh i love it i like it because it's not there's like low pressure and it's already um, like people are already in a good mood mm-hmm. too and usually people are already my sometimes my birthday is actually on thanksgiving mm-hmm. and so it's like oh we're already getting together i don't have to plan anything uh, too uh-huh. i don't need well like, that's a nice positive yeah i'm you See, know me like uh i'm may 2nd and then my brother's may 8th i always i said may 6th on the first podcast and then my co- my only have like one close cousin growing up and he's may 13th so these little baby boys when my birthday would be may 2nd they would be like, when's my birthday? And it's like, oh, my God, you stubborn little like grumpy. Next week. week. It's God. next week. Chill. Like, it's coming. But they were, I just remember it was always such a, like, conniption fit of, like, oh, uh, but can they blow out your candles, too? They're sad. And it's like, ugh, they would be. They're such mama's boys, <laughs> these two. <laughs> I used to do that allegedly at parties that, uh, and my dad said that, kids would be like fine with it that i would ask if i could help people open their presents (laughs) (laughs) he said that like sometimes they would say no but he was like but other times kids would be like yes and they'd be like excited they'd be like happy that i was helping i'm like that's crazy that's so cute (laughs) you know what my first words were what happy birthday really really Mm. that's cute that is really cute coming up i mean it'll be (laughs) be past but Another solar return for us. Yeah, both <laughs> of your birthdays are coming up. Taurus season. So bad. many. I man. I then I have you guys. Then I have it's tour. season is a busy season for it's me. Too a lot busy. Of, too many. Too well, many just birthdays. April's too crazy for me. A lot but of birthdays. Vacation seasons starting to roll. There's just a lot. Hell yeah. It's a lot fun. Going on. It's fun. You went to a wedding. I went to a wedding this past Ooh. weekend. Uh, Who got at, married? Uh, a friend of uh, Steve's that he knows from. Uh, his place of business. Okay. And uh, yeah, it was really nice. It was uh, outside. Like the weather was beautiful. And mm-hmm. I love, I mean, I fucking love weddings. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the DJ was from, I think, like K-Day or something like that. Really? Too. Yeah. So like they're playing pretty good music. It's always hard to like, uh, you know, get that balance right. But they did something that at first I was like kind of, I was like, what? I can't believe this is like the opening move. But it was actually genius. They said, we're going to start the dancing with a conga line, which oh, I was like. That's I, a great idea. But I, yeah, at first I was like, wow, that's a big job. Like we're, we're really swinging for the fences. But then it was like everybody gets up. Nobody has to be the first person uh-huh. to like start Break dancing. Because mm-hmm. I've been to weddings before where people are Sometimes people don't dance. It's I hate that. 
that. I know. I don't get it. You know what you're getting invited to. Well, I've been to weddings before where it's like nobody danced and they even made it like a point to make the music like kind of like a, a central part of the wedding. And I'm mm-hmm. like, how did you not know the demographic of people you were inviting? Like, yeah. that's fine if you don't have a dancey wedding, but like, I'm mm-hmm. probably just I'm not going to come. Yeah. Sorry you're invited a bunch of yeah. losers. But it was it was really nice. It was a beautiful ceremony and the you know, everybody had a great time. I afterwards the, the bride and groom had a presidential suite at the hotel that we all like mm-hmm. went and hung Ooh. out at afterwards and I definitely uh read the bride's chart for oh a long God. time. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what do we got? It's good. Uh she's a, I forget what her rising is. Gemini. Mm-hmm. Leo Moon. Okay. Uh but there was a lot of Pisces. Pisces and she's a teacher, so there was a lot of like uh I think Pisces and Tenth House stuff that all like made sense mm-hmm. too. So it was all and all everything. What was the groom? I forget what he was, but he was like into astrology too. I wanna say Aquarius, but I might be wrong. I don't remember. It was, you know, we were drinking too. It's a wedding, mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, really tying one on. Wait, what? The lamp- <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> the lampshades start going on the heads. People oh, start know. doing the hokey pokey. Yes. I was talking to someone else, I think, about their signs too. But I I kept it in. I kept it until after the ceremony, you know, kept it pretty chill. Hey, it's, isn't that a, it's so funny because it's kind of like a thing now, now that this podcast has been rolling for a wee bit of time. But now I'm like. I went to like a, a potluck thing at like a friend who I'm like like decently close with, but like we don't see each other all the time. But it was like me and Pablo and like I didn't know anybody else. And so, of course, it's like she's like, she's the one with the astrology uh, podcast. And it was like, oh, here we too. go, guys. Let's yep. start. Uh, line just, line uh, them up. Tell that me that happened to me, too. And the next day I had the someone's chart in my phone. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't one of my friends. You know what I mean? So it was like someone who like was there and it's like, Oh You're no, like, oh. why did I talk to that person? Yes. About that? I've had a lot of people ask me things like I've had several coworkers, you know, bring me, bring me their charts or they'll just be like, I'm, I'm a Libra. Like, what does that mean? And I'm like, Oh guys, you need to be more specific with me because also it means Google a lot. that. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. You probably have been checking your, you know, horoscope for years. Like, you know what that means? Like, mm-hmm. it means you like looking at yourself in a mirror. Duh. <laughs> it means you've never really had to think that much about it because, like, things have probably come pretty naturally easy to you. So, like, and the you fact don't that- know how to make decisions. One hundred percent, and that like intro, like introspectiveness is like probably like I think they're introspective on like um holistic like things but i like I'm, almost every libra i know like doesn't care about astrology or has like never really like looked deep at their it's, chart it's or like pretty you know surface levelly too with a lot of those things mm-hmm. but i don't i don't like being asked that question like what does that mean because i'm like that you need to act like i need a i need to act that's not like a question what you're yeah. asking me isn't the right question or yeah because sort of they thing. want a specific answer yes and i'm like that's not there this isn't a yes or no thing i'm like it depends on i'm like i don't know because it also depends on what these other things are in mm-hmm. and all that so i'm like it's, it means you're born between um these yeah days. I, that's <laughs> a great that's a great like shade answer <laughs> just like uh, it means these are your birthdays mm-hmm. but yeah well speaking of birthdays and <laughs> astrology <laughs> what uh today's topic we are talking about 
Pluto. It's our last planet. Our last planet. And some might not even, well, not in astro- astrological terms, but I always forget when I go on Wiki that they axed Pluto. Yeah, they said it's not a, not a planet. It's so rude. I mean, I think whatever. You planet. can't note, as far as I'm concerned, there's no take backs. Um, <laughs> like, you can't just call something a planet and then be like, never mind. Um, yeah, I think it's just so rude. Like, <laughs> well, then it's like, what do you, it's like X planet? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> former, former planet. Like, it's still there. Yeah. It still knows all of its buds. It's been lumped into how we learned it back in the day. What was it? I don't remember. The well, learning acronym of planet. I almost said Nelly eats sour watermelon. <laughs> that's, <laughs> the wrong, that's the wrong one. <laughs> For sure. That's funny. Oh, that's is that? That's, South that I know. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. my God. I've never heard that one. I, I heard I, n- never eat soggy waffles was ours. I know that one. And I ours. Uh, another one was never eat shredded wheat. <laughs> Which I was like, a bad one. Hey, I was like, people like that, and you know, yeah. whatever. That's stupid. But soggy waffles, what? sour. Nelly eat sour watermelon. What's the planet one though? My very special mother. Something. It's it is right. Mercury, Venus. No, my very. I'll never. There's. Well, there is. Please. Well, please excuse my dear aunt Sally. Is something that's else. for math. Yeah. That's. Definitely. That's oh okay. These this right isn't oh, that the like order of the operations for math? Or oh something? well, I just found a new one that doesn't include Pluto. Okay. Wow, which is my very enthusiastic mother just served us noodles. Okay, well th- it was something like that. <laughs> I was gonna say bitch, <laughs> no, but with a pee. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> bitch. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> just ser- served us. Uh, it is my very excellent nice. mother. Something. My very excellent mother just served us. Something, nice potatoes. Pizza. Yeah, I was yeah. like <laughs> Neapolitan pizza. <laughs> Ooh, Neapolitan pizza. Ooh, that good? Do I a bunch of? Yes, that's a spicy meatball, <laughs> huh? Uh, but well, we're, whether you believe it's a planet or not, it's not really. We're talking today. It's a planet. <laughs> today, she uh, is. yeah, uh, we're talking about Pluto, uh, the Greek equivalent, Roman Pluto, Greek. Hades. Ouch. Yes. Yeah. Remember God. Hades from um, Hercules? Yes. Yes. Hercules is such a good one. I know. I love it. Uh, so good. God of the underworld, ruler of all things below the surface. Mm. Uh, it's the outermost, like, again, it's going to be controversial perhaps, but it's the outermost planets, the slowest moving. Uh, it so takes, slow. where is this? I have the, it takes. 246 years for Pluto to circle the Zodiac. So we'll never have a Pluto return. We'll never have a Pluto return. Uh, It spends between 11 to 32 years in each sign. So this is for sure a a generation one. Uh, This is all about uh, oh it's the natural ruler of Scorpio. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't remember what did we talk about what was Scorpio ruled by? Oh, Mars is the secondary uh, ruler. But uh, it's all about transformative energy, your subconscious. It's about... Uh, You're re- being awfully nice. <laughs> rebirth, endings, new beginnings. This uh, is a planet of elimination and murder, terrorism, and disruption. Wait, well, on the On the bad side, <laughs> on, on the positive side, we have... New beginnings, spiritual growth, rebirths. On the negative side, it's obsession, it's power hungry, it's destruction, 
so, so it's the things I read were like the growth comes from yes elimination from like mm. yes. wiping the slate clean not like you can't grow without the it's yes, like the absolutely. phoenix it's the, exactly yeah. so this is what Susan Miller says um, I thought that this was nice uh, Pluto rules transformation it is the father of the phoenix as it rises from the ashes the symbol of rebirth Pluto governs the act of ultimate survival in the never ending cycle of beginnings and endings. Pluto's quality as a catalyst for change and metamorphosis cannot be overemphasized. If its cycle is active in a chart, this planet can aid an individual in triumph over the odds. Uh, it intensifies and strengthens any sector or planet it touches. It rules obsessive behavior, taboos, and compulsions, even crises. This planet covers many fundamental issues, including life and death, the ultimate transformation of energy. Pluto rules all that is hidden, unseen, buried, including secrets, undercover work, such as detective or spy work, strategic planning, and even the roots of plants or vegetables, which Ooh. I thought was interesting. Nom, nom. Uh, it also drives the unearthing <laughs> or unmasking of whatever has remained concealed. And that is from Susan Miller at Astrology Zone. Um, I thought about, we just talked about this on the last one, but to me, it's a similar energy to Saturn where thinking, it's, where it's yeah. like, this is the, the, the weight to the Neptune levity and stuff, but it's, it's a the, little bit darker. It is. Well, that's why I'm like, mm -hmm. it's also, it's about the, like, it's not the slow, like slow fixing the stuff. It's very much like the outside of your control kind of things well, to okay. me. And even like astrologically, it kind of makes sense where I feel like Capricorn does have like this air of mystery and darkness, but they're also there are signs that are going to work towards ch possibly changing whatever they have to do. But Scorpios, I mean, they're just like, they're cerebrally freaky AF. Mm -hmm. It's all, it's water. It's all going to be a flow and thought and, and mulling over of all these really dark themes. Okay, this is the thing that I thought was so interesting about when Pluto was discovered. Mm -hmm. Three months later, the stock market crashed and the Great Depression happened. Then, the next decade was like raging mobsterism, gangsterism, mm -hmm. and Hitler rose to power. What, where was Pluto when it was discovered? Was it in... I a believe sign? it was, uh, it, it wasn't a sign, but I think it was in, what comes before Scorpio? Libra. Libra. It looks like it might be that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. It, because we'll, we'll ch we'll check. the, when it became Scorpio, that's when AIDS and genetic engineering started. Which would be all about sexual. Sexual death was yeah. like a big ah. theme Sexual happening and then i had it like kind of i don't remember how i had it mapped out but it did kind of make sense to me where it was like when yes because th so it has all the houses i'll tell you 1914 it was in gemini then it changed so the 20s was in cancer mm -hmm. the 30s to the 50s was leo the 50s oh, and 60s was virgo 30s to the fit that would make sense i mean leo in terms of like the figure a power figure right like mm -hmm. that for sure and just then, pride yeah um, uh the 70s to mid 80s was libra then scorpio um, scorpio and uh that's what it it's says like underlying themes of sex and death but then the next one's like the 90s and 2000s which is sagittarius grunge mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then you know we had 9 11 happen and 
out of that Rose's sense of like nationalism mm-hmm. in the well, early two thousands in Capricorn, yeah. uh-huh. which makes sense. Like it all did make sense to me when I was reading it. Yeah, well, because it's those things again. It's a generational planet, so it's you know that's why it's again we're gonna go through in each house where it kind of. Um, is going to be highlighted but it also speaks to these larger kind of like social ideas that's i've read a lot of that uh for pluto and scorpio being like this we also are kind of the generation who is um all of our takedowns are you know sexual harassment stuff that Mm -hmm. that's kind of been our our mission is Mm -hmm. you know um open being open about sexuality um being like sex positive uh helping you know women kind of reclaim their sexual identities mm-hmm. and then also sexually transmitted diseases and, and things like that helping sexual the lgbt health. community yeah all yeah. of that all of that kind of stuff that that's been kind of like our banner uh issue and mm-hmm. also just kind of like the energies that have been around us well it's crazy because even like watching uh i just rewatched paris is burning because i haven't seen it in like a little while And just seeing that this was like, you know, two years before I was born, 1987. I mean, if you told any of these kids that there'd be RuPaul's Drag Race on TV in like, what, 25 years, they would probably like shit their pants. Like that that wasn't even a, a fucking thought like in that time period of just like just realizing how and it, and it still is that way in a lot of parts of the country and in a lot you know but i mean sure. we've made strides but just thinking about like oh my god like sec- like sexuality especially like gay sexuality was still so like that's kept in the dark that's mm-hmm. kept in like the dark like inner city alleys and no one wants to look at it because main because mm-hmm. it's just so funny listening to all these queens talk about you know, doing the different drag styling based on like those eighties power people, which are all these, which is white, which is white mm-hmm. America, which is big power blazers. And even they, they had clips of Donald Trump and it was like, Oh God, you've been projecting this image of what society should look like and the repressed sexuality that goes in hand mm-hmm. with it. And all these cats were fucking ahead of their time. Yeah. Even just hearing all these, like I showed Paulo cause he, I'm trying to teach him his gay history. And he was even just like, Oh shade, like throwing shade. I'm like, yeah, baby. Oh, when gay, you watch that gay, documentary, gay, gay culture invented all of this shit. W- yeah, all, when you that especially documentary, black gay culture. That documentary specifically, you're just like, oh my god, we've ripped off so much stuff. Also, like, sorry, and maybe for the kids, watch Paris is Burning. It's about just New York City drag queen culture in 1987. And it's very powerful and important documentary. Yeah. If you've never seen it, it's on Netflix. Yes, it's awesome. But so, um. But that was during Scorpio because our Scorpio time was I'm seeing if this is right. 1980. So if you're born 1983 to 1995. Yeah. The book says 83 slash 84. So it must have gone a year. Well, I think it goes retrograde when it changes. Uh, Yeah. Okay. That's the thing. But it's like this is the Berlin Wall fell. The Uh, Iran turned conservative. mm -hmm. Uh, Yugoslavia was torn apart. I mean, this is like a really interesting uh, underworld linked to the underworld is seen in the rise of an international drug t- trade you know sure. i mean coke in the 80s like we've all heard the cliche mm-hmm. so house position is going to indicate where you're also going to search for truth and deeper meaning where we might seek change or where it is thrust upon us so that's the thing i think that like again comparing it to saturn energy i think saturn energy is kind of like the you're reaping what you sow 
kind of stuff where mm-hmm. it's like these are lessons that you're going to keep learning but you need to le- like this is your chance to kind of at least in your Saturn return where it's like this is your chance to actually like do the work and get it right whereas Scor- this Pluto energy I think is more kind of like what is just either thrust upon you it's circumstantial it's like life events that happen that are out of your control or these kind of bigger broader social things and then how you then internalize them is going to be or what's an area I think it's also like interesting where where you are gonna uh I think it's kind of similar to that like Neptune stuff too where it's the opposites of it where it's like you're either either going to draw people who have obsessions with this area of life or you're going to be obsessive and possessive and maybe this is like the 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 ledge that you walk about like your dark power your powers and your the darkness and the light it's going to be a place where you might have a lot of like depth to it but it's also where you could kind of are you going to use your powers for good or evil kind of thing mm-hmm. uh you know it's i'm i was reading this thing about just the placements of pluto and i always keep thinking mine's in capricorn because all my other later planets are capricorn and i keep forgetting that mine's scorpio but it kind of touched on like the ideas of like you know, opening our minds about sex and then also about occult studies too, which obviously, um, you know, astrology and also like witchy holistic things are, are prevalent for us. But I'm, so I'm reading though ahead of Pluto and Sagittarius, which are these next crop of kids who like, we got to talk about the future. And I think it's interesting that their whole theme that I'm reading about is, um, significant changes in higher education in your time period, which I mean, I'm so sorry, kids, that you have, like, student loan. Like, that we, like, did an uprise against student loan shit earlier. And then also a fascination of uh, foreign travel and life on other planets, which, I mean, especially with the Sagittarius Archer, it's like, why not see what's beyond us? Well, it's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Mars. You can go. Yeah. I mean, not yet, but (laughs) sign up. Yeah. It's, we're doing it. Uh, So... Do you guys know where your house is, where your Pluto is in? Six. Six? Five. Okay. Five. All right. I am Pluto uh, Scorpio in my first house. Oh. Uh, so first house, a strong first impression might come off intense, even intimidating. Uh, you might appear to be very confident. However, you fear, have an intense fear of being rejected, minimized, or of overpowered. Uh, and you can kind of adopt a like defensive stance towards people. So the uh, advice here was kind of like, don't think about life as a battleground, which that, yeah, that makes sense to me for me, like for me personally, where I like do, I definitely feel like I'm, I'm a guarded, I can, I'm, I'm work. I work all the time to like be more open, but I definitely think I come off as much more confident and together than I actually am. And I'm very, uh, even just like reading fear of being rejected. I'm just like, oh God. I hate that that's true because it seems so like petty, especially mm-hmm. in comparison to other like house placements. But I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, it's true. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> At least you don't come off that way. Like, it's just so funny what like we see on the surface to what we're feeling. Yeah. Well, I think it's that, I mean, it doesn't, It. I didn't write this part of it down, but I think it's also that idea of like the fear, what you fear is because you know, you're capable of that as well. Mm-hmm. So think, I think that it's that, uh, like, Oh, I know that I could like reject people terribly or whatever, like mm-hmm. that, that like you fear that in other people, what you know, 
Well, like and especially with that. with that, it's like if you come off as confident and assured, and maybe that might like scare people, then they'll they'll feel that rejection, mm-hmm. so they might not open up to you in the way that you want them to open yeah. up to yourself, and then you in turn feel rejected. Yes, could be exactly. something that like they all. It all just like ebbs and flows together. A lot of this stuff is like th- some of the um, retrograde stuff too, but we'll talk about it. After. Yes. All right. Second house, or do you have anything else in this one that you have? That's this just does too? the um, the oh, signs, the, got it, got so it, it, it doesn't it. do the all houses. Right. All right. So second house, uh, you have good instincts with money. You could be a good financial advisor potentially, uh, but you might be too attached to your possessions or want to control those too much. Um, ownership is a very like powerful thing for you, but it's probably stems from a fear of being poor. And maybe assigning too much of your own personal worth to your financial uh, possessions. So you need to kind of, you know, know that you are valuable outside of your financial situation. Uh, Third house, you don't really uh, you don't readily accept what you hear as truth. Uh, You look for deeper meanings. You're a persuasive communicator and you usually learn through observation uh, and you probably are like you like to be self-taught because your biggest fear is losing the ability to express yourself. So you don't like when someone is maybe controlling the way that you're able to express yourself on a day to day base. Uh, fourth house childhood again. Sorry, fourth <laughs> house people. Um you probably you might have like guilt or shame associated with your upbringing um but on a positive side you might have been encouraged by a parent to um get into like psychology or like be encouraged to look beyond surface level things uh more likely though you probably either uh adopted obsessive behavior from your parents or your parent was like intensely uh overprotective and try to shield you from negative experiences. And so you're afraid that you aren't able to handle change. Uh, or it also just could mean a, something tragic or traumatic in your childhood. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Deal, um, fifth house. That's, that's more. You. Okay. Uh, fifth house is strong creative impulses. Uh, possible career in the arts or child rearing. You take intense pride in your creations. Uh, but romance needs to be intense for you. You have a very all or nothing attitude. Oh yeah. Uh, and you might either be or attract, uh, intense controlling partners. Yeah. That Uh, sounds about right. Again, this is, uh, you know, fear your, the fear is of loss or betrayal. So that can lead to, uh, to some jealousy issues potentially. This, I also thought was funny that they say that you take, uh, entertainment and play very seriously (laughs) i mean i like hate bad design or like anything that's i mean also i think that blends perfectly with being a Taurus. like if it's not aesthetically pleasing i'm gonna be pissed Mm -hmm. off about it and i think it just goes really funny too with the the previous thing from neptune was just like what i'm reading about from my chart is like you're blinded by love and it's like i'm sure that doesn't help my i have a venus taurus and i'm a taurus i'm just like i could like i'm so as we said before dick like i'm very easily um mm-hmm. dickmatized so I'll, I'll try to work on that I mean, just 
you know, or be, embrace it. Yeah, or, or yeah, embrace, or embrace it. it. It's like, that I th- yeah. no, no one's ever gonna fault you for loving too much. I mean, like you might fault yourself or get yourself into trouble, but it's, that's like one of those things where it's like I just don't want to be the kind of person that judges my friends, so I'm just not going to be like, mm-hmm. or you know what I mean? It's like I, I don't care if I love too much. Sorry, like yeah, yeah. I think it's like it's more in check now as like I'm older and obviously like I'm in Saturn return, like I'm like reflecting more. And I'm, like, on less alcohol, like, all the time when you're in your early 20s. So, like, I, like we talked to Neptune just, like, being like, oh, no, if I have to, like, get my shit done, like, I'll feel better about myself. And it's also the things about the sixth house that I need to check about, like, daily routine. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, I'm going to get home and cuddle with the boo. Like, get your shit done. Of course, like, mm-hmm. when I went, like, when I'm home before the podcast, I'm, like, laying and, like, smooching. I'm like, I don't want to go. And he's like, yeah, you do. Like, it's your, your favorite thing to go do. And I'm like, you're right. I just have to say it once so I can feel yeah. like mm-hmm. this, like, big Cupid baby that I am. And then I'll, like, move on. And then I'll go have fun with the gals, record the pod. And then I'll go fuck when I get home. So Yeah. I mean, I think it's also, <laughs> I mean, all, all of these two, it's, like, it's all about power and, like, where I think people feel powerless to or mm-hmm. where they fear being powerless uh also so it's you know just uh, similar to neptune too just like recognizing where you have the ability to actively participate in your life um sixth house uh private and protective of your work we went on we just talked about that um you're excellent at problem solving but you might become obsessed with solving a problem or looking for problems to solve where there might not be any um you love research you can become obsessed with your work and maybe also over identify with what you do similar to a second house but this being with like work itself not money um you probably prefer to work alone and you do well being your own boss um you probably fear criticism and resent, but you resent being controlled by others. So that's also why that working alone is probably the best, best place for you. Um, probably interested in health, particularly mind body connections and ser- seek alternative healing methods. You might even yeah. be someone who researches said methods and yeah, be good at that. I have, but I also think, I don't know. I think for me, it more stands out in like a talking about like what you can't control. Because I, I I do have a tendency to want to control things and want to be like, like you know, if I if I can't control it, then I want to, you mm-hmm. know. And yeah. I'm a I'm a type of person that thinks I can control outcomes of stuff or that, you know, like I can make people change their minds or anything like that. But I do think that like for me, if you're like, oh well, what what is like the thing you can't change? I would be like, yeah, health and. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the like stuff that comes at you that you can't, you just have to stop and take the day off. Yep. Sucks. <laughs> yep. Uh, seventh house power struggle in close relationships. Uh, I mean, seven again, I hate using like rom-coms as the thing, but it is where it's like relatable. The, it, it, yeah. Seventh is all about, you know, you. You both simultaneously want a deep connective partnership, but you also fear intensely losing your personal freedom. You want to be a devoted partner, but you also want to be a free agent all the time. So Mm -hmm. it's this struggle, this tension between, you know, wanting wanting both things. Um, You might be a possessive partner or 
your kind of like avoidant behavior might bring out jealous obsessive tendencies in your partner because you're avoiding like oh. that you're trying to assert your freedom in a way that's not communicating mm-hmm. right so you're bringing out these kind of like primal feelings in a partner uh because of your behavior um that sounds messy yes sorry uh, also you might find your power through relationships which is a thing too that's a thing yeah um eighth house a natural interest uh, interest in all things forbidden and taboo mm. uh you are a natural psychologist and you're an expert at cutting through to the heart of the matter you're interested in you're intensely interested in like what motivates people like it, motivation and sources like where's this coming from what's really going on mm-hmm. uh that kind of thing um occult we mentioned that sexual relationships are intense and possibly complicated again it's that you know push and pull between like wanting real sexual intimacy but also wanting alternative sexual experiences Mm -hmm. which you will likely have many um you also can be exceptional at healing professions specifically helping people deal with trauma and crisis so that's i think this is a great one of like knowing your own darkness is what's going to allow you to help other people deal with theirs. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that unless you've experienced, you know, trauma and loss likely. Uh, But not letting that be not like dominate your, your life, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, Ninth house, extremely attached to your belief systems. Uh, You can be too argumentative with people and get kind of caught up in wanting to change people's minds. Um, you detest blind faith and are suspicious of new ideas before you've had a chance to kind of like really research them, but you are open to unique ideas and you probably have unique, uh, ways of thinking or communicating too. So you could be a very captivating, uh, lecturer. Uh, you probably have life changing travel experiences. Hmm. And oh, yeah, I liked this. There was like you're not necessarily like outspoken about your ideas, but when you speak, you're always intense about them and usually express them in a creative way. So you can be an interesting person to hear speak. Hmm. Invite you to a party. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Not at my house. I do the talking. (laughs) (laughs) Or not. Uh, Tenth house is uh, you have a highly developed ambition and you devote yourself uh, and you have very dedicated and determined goals uh you might be interested in research and making improvements to understanding how things work and transformation Uh, and you'll work you'll use that in like a public sense uh you probably have strong love hate reactions especially in your business interactions um you have a strong conviction and sense of responsibility but you're not afraid to try different things uh this one just explicitly said you might have dad issues uh and that's that's what that's what you're going to be working out Uh, you don't like to be you don't like to be the subordinate you like to be the leader and you are probably prone to being a perfectionist so watch out for that uh 11th house you are averse to any social clubs any groups um you don't like being associated with uh groups at all but if you are it's likely going to be for social change reasons or for intense personal growth purposes so these are your first thing that's jumped out to me i was like oh this is like your uh addicts 
<laughs> like no. you're going into a, a personal you're going into some kind of meeting of sorts or uh maybe not necessarily addictions but something where it's going to be like you ha the only way that you're able to overcome this is by joining a group otherwise you wouldn't do it um you might have some like political issues political power or you might be drawn to like participating in that mm -hmm. um but it's likely you're going to have kind of like power struggles if you are in a group you're not on the sidelines you're really going to like throw yourself in there um and if you can kind of like align your personal identity with a belief system um you are able to become a very captivating leader and instigator of social change which made me want to look up people's signs of like you know social radicals oh like the leaders of our time mm -hmm. well at 11 that's aquarius right mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i was like as soon as you start talking like yeah. and we talked about this groups and i'm like yeah. oh hates groups that's an aquarius of are course we 11? yeah yeah of course and finally 12th house uh obsession with secrets the underworld the unknown um very intuitive even psychic uh psychoanalysis and dream interpretation are interesting to you uh you like anything that any kind of method of revealing hidden meanings uh you have a very complex subconscious and your emotions you're going to feel kind of uh conflicted there uh you likely are going to go through bouts often of like transformation or personal crises throughout your life um there might have been a death in your life that's caused some self-doubt and you this is again another addiction one where it's like you might have the urge to not deal with any shadowy emotions but mm. if you can learn to to do those you can become extremely effective healers uh, but it's like only through learning to, you know, deal with your own darkness. Can you help others conquer their demons? And those are your houses. That's interesting. Get your house on. The Pisces is like, um, which like speaking of 12th house, because it starts at Aries and that was like the 1800s in the book. So I, there's have, no info on Pisces oh, or yeah, Aquarius we, as far as Pluto goes because it's we just haven't like, had it yet. Well, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, we it have, has, because, but, but we, it's so far back that like we don't. I don't know. I don't know how good record keeping was in 18. Uh, well, Pluto's in the newest planet then too, right? Yes. So I, I mean, so. they wouldn't have been. But like in the 1820s, I don't know. Yeah. What exactly like transpired would be? It won't be it again until 2068. Well, probably still be around. If we're lucky. I think so. I, I think mean, I, so. Well, advances in medicine, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Hopefully. We'd be, well, I'd be 79. So, yeah, 80. 81. Uh, math. 80. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a psychic at a, like, a carnival uh, told me I would live till 88. Hmm. Ooh. Angel number. Nice. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, number? that's fine. That seems about, like, yeah. that seems about the length think any longer it'd probably be like i've been there done that got the t-shirt is Keep yours moving. retrograde your pluto yes i am retro. Um, mine is too i did a little bit of research again it was one where i felt like it that it said anything it said about past lives I was like i feel like i experienced that as a kid thanks though yeah. um but uh suppressed in your previous life by like the establishment politically uh, or maybe by an economic situation that you were in. 
So uh, it manifests in like fear of the establishment. And then one of the things that I thought was really interesting was it was saying that you are probably hesitant to stand up to authority and not only like because of having been oppressed, but also because of fear of becoming the oppressor. So like, and I definitely feel that a lot, like with feminism stuff, I do feel sometimes afraid that like women take it too far to where it's like, and like this, this sounds like I'm arguing on the wrong side of history, but it's just, I sometimes worry that it's like, no, we're like aiming towards equality. We're not aiming towards like, Hey, let's make men our servants or something. Like we're trying to get us to be equal and by treating them worse, that doesn't help us. Yeah. Like we definitely need to call shit out. We definitely need to like, you know, be able and allowed to do things as women. But it's also like, I don't want to live in a world where men are treated the way women are now either. True. But sometimes I look up those like separatist islands or like those colonies in like Brazil or like Finland where it's just like all women and like men are only allowed to visit for like sex or to like visit their kids i would love that and i'm like that's like a kind of good idea i mean oh, their I murder rates that. are zero and their sexual assault i mean you know it can go it can go both ways but sure. pretty pretty damn low yeah um no well i don't think that i don't think that's the same thing yeah they're not yeah. like making no, the not... men do all their cooking and cleaning oh yeah no this is like, this is just straight yeah, up yeah. Separatism. well it's this i mean i think that that's this is a good example of pluto energy too where it's like don't become so obs- don't become the thing that you fear or or just mm-hmm. don't don't let the uh don't slide into obsession use it as a thing that can be yeah. transformative whatever to grow and change not to keep repeating the same mistakes i mean it is interesting to to all we can do is ponder to just imagine what we'll be like as you know 50 somethings because you know our parents thought they were cool and then oh, yeah. everybody becomes uncool one. Some people stay cool. I don't know. I think, well, definitely my dad was born in a time where it was like being cool was like doing your homework and stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, which so, and I think I have, a, like, I had a very much older father. Mm-hmm. And I think we haven't seen that really in our generation. I mean, maybe a little bit, but mm-hmm. like definitely my mom was in the time of like Woodstock and whatever. Yeah. Like, my dad was born in 41, I think. Uh-huh. So, like, he was a, like, teenager in the 50s. Yeah. When it was, like, cool to be, like, clean-shaven. Yeah. And right. You know what I mean? It's, like, a different... I don't know if we've really seen that come back yet, so that's maybe interesting. Maybe, uh, like, 80s, kind of, well, but like I feel like Michael that's Well, like, Michael J. Fox and Family yeah. Ties, or what? Or just, like, like more, <laughs> I mean, more, I think it was less about, like, morality and more about, um, like, greed is good success yeah. that kind of thing and where i guess not we saw that kind of that fashion mm-hmm. too with the polos yes. the bright colors Pre- the like shorts preppy, yeah. a little more. well i think that was almost like your mid-2000s was yeah, like a same. Real resurgence sure. of that where now i think even like these kids i always keep saying these kids when i'm talking about like the like generation a little younger than us like i just think like since they are so much aware of their social image with social media, they've had probably Instagram since they're in junior high or whatever. It's like, even the idea of like partying in excess, like I feel like they're all like, they just like, they've gotten all the warning signs of like being in unsafe situations, like alcohol abuse. And of course there's always going to be like 
little party monsters. But I feel like now, like, I mean, I also just know so many more people who are like, yeah, I'm sober. And it's like a norm. It's like a normalized thing where I feel like maybe even like five, 10 years ago, like if someone was like, oh, I'm sober, you'd be like, what's wrong with you? Like, what happened to you? And it's like, man, sometimes you just need to like get off the sauce. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to tell what's what's like perception and what is actually different because i think even just like talking True. more about the more because we've become certainly not as much as we need to but more open about mental health and substance mm-hmm. abuse and that sort of thing and because i think we live our lives now in such a presentational online mm-hmm. way there isn't room your you know your family is all on instagram which i guess is maybe like a good thing too where it's like it's not like you can hide your partying mm-hmm. you know you used to be able to like take your disposable camera pictures right and you'd like ha- you just like get it developed without your parents seeing it or that kind of thing oh, it's it now you can't like i mean you still have a photo app that you don't post everything take. sure i mean there's that but i think that there's just so much more ki- like in order for kids to fit in with the way that we live today they have to do it in a much more public way so it's hard to tell again what's What's still being, you know, altered to fit. Well, they pretty much invented the idea of disposable social media, which started with Snapchat and is now Instagram stories. It's the idea of like, I mean, our generation's like, let's post everything. Like when you look back on like old face, I deleted a bunch like a few weeks ago. When you look like old Facebook albums, it's like, this weekend, 2008. Oh, yeah. This next weekend, yeah. 2008. 100 so pictures. But you know, like, <laughs> oh my God, no one we did that. We used to use it as like, I, like if you know when you get those thing memory things. Yeah. Ours was oh, like, uh, it would be like, meet me at core at four. Yeah. yeah. Like, it was just like, it was messenger, it, yeah, but it was public. It was, it, but they it didn't was, have a private one. It still was only for like college kids. Yeah. So it wasn't open the same way that it was But now there's so too, much stuff on there and now and it's like so embarrassing when it's like, Dude, I was hammered last night. It's like, <laughs> take that down. Like, why is that on here still? It's yeah. not okay. Yeah. Anyway, retrograde people, you're also uncomfortable or difficult. You have a difficult time accepting death. Um, you are uncomfortable with manipulation and betrayal. You may be a bit of a control freak. Um, you need to learn to trust but also you need to learn not to let people walk all over you so it's like a boundary for you both ways uh and you need to take a look at the way you control other people too <coughs> yeah so. I, I liked i i really enjoyed reading about pluto because it's a lot of things that i feel like as i've gotten older are kind of or it's just the things that like make you grow too so it's about being able to like accept all of these kind of like truths about humanity too where it's like with you can't have light without dark and all of that mm-hmm. and so it's like these things avoiding these things doesn't make them not exist it's about like confronting them and accepting our other people's darkness and your own darkness and using that again to like trans being honest about it so you can change yeah and I, transform mm-hmm. i liked reading about it too i remember like a uh, year maybe more ago when Julia was going through a time we were reading a lot of doing a lot of cards and stuff Mm -hmm. and it kept being like rebirth transformation and it's like it gets annoying because you're like we get it rebirth what the fuck like okay transformation thanks like about what like help me Mm -hmm. and but now like when it comes up I'm like it's like it is something you need to think deeply about it's like a bigger it's a big thing rebirth that's a huge thing and it's not like saying like sometimes you get a music card it's like it means nothing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to hear that. Sometimes you need, hey, 
why don't you sing a song, relax, take a day, you know? Yeah. Whatever. But, like, things like this, it's so deep and, like, I don't know. I think it is really interesting to read about because transformation can mean a, a variety of things to anyone. And all the time I, I do meditation and yoga a lot. I do meditation at home a lot. And... I'm really into animals, so I, when I start to see shapes, that's the form they take most of the time. Mm-hmm. And I'll start, you know, when you're not supposed to be thinking, obviously I start thinking. And I'll see, and I'll be like, tiger or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and then I'll try to remember them so I can look it up after. And, uh, like, most of them are always transformation of a birth animal. I mean, it's butterfly, it's fish, it's, like, mm-hmm. stuff that whatever. And I always, like, don't read the thing about it. Be, but it's like I enjoyed it. Like I read a bunch, mm-hmm. and I, but yeah. I'm always like, "Oh, we get it." That's funny you said tiger because um, I used to take tons of LSD, and I don't anymore. But I used to, and I still try to do it like once a year just to like check in because I think um, you know it's not for everybody. But if you're, I think psychedelics can really help you tap into a plane that you. Um, sometimes it can be really good. Sometimes yeah, people, sure. it doesn't drive with them. So no it, fresh. Quick question. Is yes. there a difference between LSD and acid? Uh, same thing. No. Okay. Yeah. Those are, okay. Cool. Continue. Yeah, all good. Uh, good question. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, Cause there's no stupid questions. <laughs> there's no dumb question <laughs> at all. Like I, th- and that is true. I think there, if you're asking, you're putting yourself out there, you're earnest. I love it. But I try to take it every year and it's so funny because whenever I want to know if I'm like if it's kicked in, I'll always go like I love the bathroom. <laughs> I just like like sitting on the toilet. Oh, like no. It's like my favorite place. That's to my sit. opposite. Really? Well, I don't like b- there being mirrors nearby. Oh, I'm into the mirrors. I'm like, let me see my old flesh rot. Like it's cool. <laughs> and then but when I look on the floor, it always turns into tigers. So it's just funny. Really? Like the first thing you like throughout was like tigers. And I'm like, that's oh, that's when I always know I've entered like um, my next the plane. next dimension. Yeah, I'm always see like whenever I see tigers, and it doesn't matter what the pattern of the bathroom tile is, it always shape shifts into. That's tigers. interesting. I don't know. I can't really think. And of I'm not it. a tiger. Like it's not like it's not like my fave animal or anything. It just but there she goes. I don't have one. Have you ever looked it up? What it means? No, you know. Yeah, but look it up. While while the gang's all here, I've tiger. never had one that comes up like that much. But uh, I do have like an animal cards book, and then the upside down birds i guess comes up a lot but that's like it's a dead bird which is really sad (laughs) okay i think this makes a lot of sense for meditation and psychedelics and also like while we're in like scorpio and darkness but just the quick thing that comes up on like google is um if you keep seeing tiger images in your life it acts as a powerful reminder of overcoming obstacles and fears by reclaiming a place of your power that's an acid trip then that's acid that's like being like (laughs) fuck i know like the first two hours are gonna be intense and you want to skip to the part where you've peaked and you're coming down but you gotta go through the like spooky to get to the the light and um and it's usually worth it i always have a good time i've never done any psychedelics however i may or may not uh be coming into some soon so oh stay well tu- stay tuned for that should we record an episode where we're all dreaming <laughs> <laughs> no yeah definitely not, me. not. <laughs> i'm the person that's always like look at that and everyone's like oh, no and whatever. you know what's, what's funny is like i'm always like i mean i i do photography stuff and i'm always i'm a shutterbug i always take a trillion pictures my phone's always out of storage but whenever I do psychedelics, I'll, I'm not a picture. Because oh, you can't take a picture of 
Yeah, I don't. What like, you're, what's I don't going like on? Having my phone at all. Except sometimes, uh, towards the end, sometimes, and I'm a slime. I love slime. You'll you'll learn this more about me. Then I'll start taking slime videos towards the end. But that's when I know I'm like, okay, I'm. I'm not, give me a beer. I'm. Done. I think the phones are like the worst thing. I like. I realize when I start getting drunk too, I don't look at it anymore. Yeah. I, uh, on Scott's birthday, I had like a bunch of messages where like, people were like, "Are you still there?" And I'm like, "Just come." Well, I mean, I didn't look at it. I didn't yeah. see it till the next day, and it's like I just don't look at no, it. No, I, I put care. my phone up. once I get to a point of like enjoying friends and yeah. partying. I I put it. I I zipper it away so I don't lose it, and I am there with my beeps. I hate having my phone, and I love not having it and it's the best i mean it's annoying because people expect you to have it yeah but Mm -hmm. it's also a great reminder of like how you know what everything's fine if you don't respond to like sometimes there's a sometimes there's something but most of the time like it can wait it's Uh, fine also just wow we're talking about technology and phones um i had this dream that like me and my my bestie she's a cancer in our dream, we had a big fight and we never fight. But in because in our dream, we were transporting Orthodox Jews on an underground railroad. It was like kind of like a holocaust of times. But it was th- also through the Alps in this very snowy mountain. So it was very treacherous and very hard to help uh, these Jewish people escape uh, possible. It was a, d- a dark, scary dream. But in the dream, we were fighting because doing the underground railroad of sorts was really hard without cell phones and it was kind of a handmaid's tale time like cell phones had existed Mm -hmm. but they were like no one had them anymore and in the dream we were just fighting because we're like this would have been easier if you texted me no it would have i could have picked up the people and what if we had just phones and our fight was just about not having the thing that made communication easier and then i woke up and i was like uh i need to rearrange my crystals because that was a that was a that was a heavy a dream, but it was like a dream of like, oh yeah, this does make so many things. I don't easier. know if I've ever had phones in my dream. That was the first. I I don't typically. That was like a first where it was like a phone a central dream. feature. Uh, maybe have I don't know. I don't remember my dreams very often. Oh, lucky you. I. Yeah, I mean, today, I think it's because I sleep shitty. But this is a weird <laughs> thing that happened today. And this has never happened to me before ever. I, I have nightmares all the time. So it's like I'm not I'm like kind of accustomed to it, but I wake up a ton at night. Um, but today I had a like I woke up from one and kind of had a weird like hallucination. Like so I got up and like Scott had to be at work already and I had my contacts on, which I normally don't sleep in them. So I could see the clock. So I knew he was late to work and I saw him sit, sit laying in the bed but I'd already gotten up to pee. So I was like, Scott, Scott, wake up, wake up. Like, babe, wake up. And he wasn't there. And then, like, I was like, wake up, wake up. And then I, like, moved the blanket. And I was like, oh, like, I just, like, saw that he was there. And he wasn't there at all. Wow. And he he was already at work. And I was like, I I was like, I'm going to go pee now. (laughs) 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 I got to get out of here. That's crazy. It was so weird, and it wasn't the dog or anything. It was yeah. just like I mean, the the it. blanket was kind of like still in the shape, but I saw it, like his face and everything. Well, that's a kind. I mean, I'm ADD as fuck, but I feel like that kind of stuff where you, especially when you're like waking up and you're still kind of like in between things with mm-hmm. your brain want. If it your brain was, wants you to see a thing, still, it's gonna oh, see. I was still like, in sleeping. Yeah, because I had a bad dream too, so it was like definitely already panicked, and then. I was still in it. You guys, our brains are very weird. Our brains are fucking wild. (laughs) (laughs) Our brains are super weird. And 
the thing about like just going back to psychedelic things is like the I'm and I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't know if you didn't know yeah. that. But those the the chemicals in LSD are in us. They're just psychoreacting to the shit that's already inside yeah. of there. Well, if you don't uh if you're scared to try LSD, I recommend mushrooms because they're a lot safer. Um uh, they, as far as like uh, but bodily wise, they can be st- like since they're mushrooms. Oh yeah, it's like poisoning uh, you might yourself. Poop, like I always like poop, like instantaneously. Yeah, it's just um, as far as like ending up having a bad trip, it's considered like I think I read something that was like less than two percent of people end up going to the hospital with mushrooms. Oh, hmm. so it's like you are like you may not like love it, but mm-hmm. you are probably gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Was weird because like mushrooms hit me that way harder. Than it's less LSD. than weed. I'm just saying it's less than like mushrooms. Like uh-huh. it's less than. I mean, yeah, you're gonna you might like have stomach problem for a day, but so alcohol does that too. With psychedelics, have a buddy, maybe have a babysitter the first time. Yeah, be in a comfortable environment to start, and um, let her rip. And um, I water. we're not medically advising this, so you can't sue <laughs> us if you do get hospitalized for your bad trip. Uh, <laughs> just put us on. Just play the podcast yeah. while you're doing it. We'll guide yeah. you. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't well, do I'm not gonna do that. This no. is my own podcast. Definitely no, not. That'd be just that's put like your phone away. away. Go outside. Yeah, get you put music on. I don't yeah. know. Well, on that <laughs> note, let's let's leave you guys <laughs> with oh, not some tripping. Not tripping yeah. uh, guidance, but some you could do this. affirmations. Yeah, the maybe affirmations you could listen you to could this do while you trip. Probably, if I can find them, where are they? Who yeah. wants to read them? Who wants to read I them? Read. Give it to Steve's. So, all right, some affirmations for Pluto. I am strong and powerful. I destroy only to build more beautiful forms. I am the most loyal of friends. I always preserve her persevere to the very end uh i face this crisis with courage i live life to the fullest i purify myself day by day amen Uh all right oh well guys this is the last episode i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) our podcast is over time to transform and re be reborn we're gonna rebrand um, yes no this is the final planet episode but by no means we're not done the final episode uh we we're still much more there's so much there's so much more than just the planet you guys we have so much good stuff in store for you it's gonna be so fun we're just pretty much running down like when you and also like maybe you're maybe this is your first time listening wow you picked a fun episode to tune into but find your birth time find the place you're born hopefully you you know this information go find your natal chart and listen to all these planet apps you'll feel right at home and we're going to go into all those basic building blocks of your natal chart to help you understand. I already have learned so much in this short period of time. Yeah. And it's only going to, unlike Pluto, we've only skimmed the surface. Mm. Yeah, dude, maybe we're going to, you know, I don't know. How do we destroy <laughs> the podcast and rebuild it? Maybe we're going to like... We're going to light this. <laughs> we're yeah, going to burn, gonna this burn this the microphone. The ground. <laughs> oh, we're going to go to Mark Maron's house and do a ritual. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Lock the gates, <laughs> Mark. <laughs> Literally. Uh, well, you guys, that's been Pluto, and uh, we love you, and we'll see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to What's Your Sign. If you guys liked this, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Also, you can follow us on Instagram 
at What's Your Sign Podcast. Yeah. Or Twitter. Um, just search What's Your Sign Podcast. But if you want to type it in, it's What's YR Sign underscore pod. Twitter's weird. So, you know, <laughs> sorry. Um, Thanks. Please leave us a positive review. And if you want to contact us, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook. We're everywhere. So uh, pick your medium and find us. Jeez. Yeah. Made it this far. All right. Bye. Bye.